As I think about buildings and incredible buildings that exist around the world, one of them is actually not very far from here at all. It is this house right here, which is called Falling Water. Exactly. It's one of Frank Lloyd Wright's amazing structures, and you can go and visit that. There are a lot of other unusual structures that you can go and visit as well, like this one in Nevada. That'd be pretty odd to drive by, wouldn't it? Or this one in Ohio. It's the headquarters of the Longaberger Basket Company, which I guess has now gone defunct, but you can see that building. And this one here is in China. Piano and a violin. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. I'd love to see that one in person. Of course, not all construction is great construction. Here's an example right here. I'm not exactly sure what they were thinking when they did this, but you're only going to back the car out of that garage once. Right? I, I, I think so. And uh, what about this, this one here? Nice set of staircase. It, stairs if you need to change the ceiling tile, I suppose. I'm not sure exactly what was going on there. And how about an electrical panel in the shower? I mean, what could possibly go wrong here? But of course, sometimes you have to just put things where they fit. Yeah. All right, and uh, most of you have seen our new outdoor playland. Well, you might not have seen the end of the slide that we created. It just kind of falls off into nothing. That's for the unruly children that you're checking in over to the children's ministry. No, 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 that's not really ours. But so there's some, there's some interesting construction that is out there, and a lot of people apparently have not given a lot of great care and thought into the construction that they are doing. But I can tell you this, that we're here today to celebrate and dedicate a building where we very much have been putting tremendous care into each step along the way from the very earliest days when we were trying to figure out the big things and the little things, everything from how and where are we going to foster our kids being able to worship down to what's the color of the inside of the closets going to be. There were decisions and there was care that was given all the way along the way and at each step of the construction, care was being given all the way on down until these days when we open the building and we have the opportunity to now move in. You can be very pleased to know that everything has been operating by the highest of standards. And so should it be because the purposes that we are about are seeing children and families come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to focus ourselves around the greatest purposes that exist. That's why the building exists. And so care has been given all along the way. For those reasons and more, we've been building like it matters. So we want to talk about today Building like it matters. As we reflect on where we've come and where we're going, there's a passage of Scripture that comes to my mind that is really all about building. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I would invite you to go ahead and open up there. I am going to be putting the verses up here on the screen today, so if you just want to sit back and take it in, maybe grab the outline and, and fill some things in as we go, you're certainly welcome to do that, or open up the, the Scriptures, and we're going to be making our way down through this passage. In this passage, the Apostle Paul is talking about building. Building. And he uses a lot of language and a lot of imagery that sounds just like a physical building, but his purpose goes far beyond that, on down to what is it that we're building in our own individual lives as well as as a church of Jesus Christ. Because unfortunately, not everybody in Paul's first century audience, or might I dare say, everybody in his 21st century audience is building like it matters. 
Not all of us are in that sort of circumstance, and Paul knew that. And so, so Paul writes and Paul communicates in such a way that we might be people who would go forward from where we are to the place that ultimately he would be. And so the question that I would ask you as we get started is, what sort of a builder are you? How are you building? Or maybe even more to the point, what are you building when you think about your own life? What is being built by the way that you are living? You might say, well, I'm not really sure how I answer that. I mean, how do you, how do you quantify what you're building in your life? How do you identify really what that is? And I would suggest to you, it's not all that hard. In fact, it's actually pretty easy. Think of it this way. If you have been over to the new building or when you go over and see the new building, you're not gonna have any confusion whatsoever what that building is for. You're going to walk in the big lobby and you're going to see this big sign overhead that says Pathway Kids, and that's a pretty big clue. Then you're going to see the two-story playland, and that's a pretty big clue. And you're going to see the theming throughout the building, and that's a big clue. And if all of that still doesn't sort it out for you, you can go in the Jack and Jill bathrooms and you can see those tiny little fixtures, and you'll know exactly what it's for. You've got to go over and take a look at those, if nothing else. They are so cute. They're adorable. Well, there's no doubt as for what that building is for. That's a dead giveaway. What you see tells you what we have been building. And you see, here's the thing. It's exactly the same way in your life. What you see in your life being lived out will tell you exactly how you've been building and what it is you've been building. Put another way, the bottom line is this. The life you've been living reveals the way you've been building. The life you've been living reveals the way you've been building. Some people would say, no, 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 my life just happened to turn out this way. I've, I've put a lot of other different components into it. I've been building in other ways. It just turned out differently. No, it didn't. The life you've been living reveals the way you've been building. It's a one-to-one correlation. And so what we need to ask ourselves today is, are you happy with the life that you've built? Are you happy with the place that you are? Or as you evaluate where you are and where it is that appears that you are heading, is, are there some tweaks that you'd want to make? Are there some whole-scale adjustments that you would make? Some people would say, no, my life is not at all where I want it to be. Other people would say, yeah, you know, pretty much so, but if you're like me, you'd say there's always room for improvement. And the Apostle Paul knew that too, and so he gives us some building blocks for building like it matters. And that's what I want to do in the time we've got today is go ahead and take a look at what some of these building blocks are that the Apostle Paul gives to us. And the first of them is this, to focus on the foundation. That's the place that it starts. We're very fortunate as a church body to have a solid foundation to build upon. When the founders of this church 42 years ago got it started, they did so saying that Jesus Christ is always going to be the vision. He is going to be the direction. He is going to be the thing that we are following after. And I'm grateful for them and for so many people who along the way have continued to hold up and carry that torch so that the foundation of this church has always been, and if I have anything to do about it, always will be on the foundation of Jesus and the Apostle Paul knew that that's how it should work in the church. So let's take a look at this passage where he spells this out for us. First Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 10, it says this By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation. You hear the building language as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. 
For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation of any healthy church is Jesus. Now, there are some people who have tried to build a church on a personality, on some great order, but eventually that church starts to fail and starts to fall away because it's built on the wrong thing. Sometimes churches try to build a future on their history or on their traditions or their lack of traditions, and there again, those churches end up floundering or dying as a result. So Paul says, be careful how you build. It must all be built on the foundation of Jesus. Christ. So, how do you make Christ the foundation? Well, the way, the way that you make Christ the foundation is by, by holding high the cross of Jesus, which is the reason that Jesus came is so that we might be able to find new life in him, so that we might be able to have a relationship with him. That's the absolute foundation of where it begins in our spiritual lives. It's about making sure that we create spaces and places where people can hold high that cross, where people can, others can come in and learn about it and can grow in their understanding of what that's all about. And we have a commitment around here, a priority around here to do that from the very youngest ages. And so we ran, when we ran out of space to be able to allow more people to come in and enjoy that and experience that, something had to be done. And today we celebrate the completion of what was done so that we might be able to continue to carry forward that value and that priority. And what's true for us as a church collectively, you see, is also true for you as an individual. You also need your life to be built on the foundation of Jesus Christ instead of just self-interest, instead of just some personal priority, instead of just this is kind of how I feel I want my life to go, and so this is the foundation I'm going to build. I'm going to build it on me and my interests and my desires. See, that might satisfy you for a time, but eventually it's going to leave you with an emptiness, and eventually you're going to understand that there is something missing, because you've been created by a creator God who shaped you and formed you and created a God-sized void within you, and until you fill it with him and his purposes laid on his foundation, you're going to end up in the circumstance where you're lacking meaning and you're going to lack fulfillment and you're going to lack the full sense of purpose that otherwise you can come to experience. And if that's your story, it shouldn't be surprising, if that's what you've done, that there is something missing. Because remember, the life you've been living reveals the way you've been building. And if that foundation is not Jesus Christ, you know that there is something more that you want to pursue, that you need to pursue. And I urge you to do so, and the way that you get there is to begin with the foundation of Jesus Christ. Another building block for building like it matters is to choose quality materials. I've watched this building go up that we dedicate today, and I have seen quality material after quality material being put into that structure. And Paul goes on and tells us more about quality materials as this passage goes on. Verse 12 says this, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. In these verses, Paul is using six different materials to make his Point. And these materials all represent our service for 
the Lord. He actually divides them right down the middle. You've got gold, silver, and costly stones or jewels. Those are on one side of the ledger. And on the other side, you've got wood, hay, and straw. The last of those are very common materials. They're easy to find. In fact, oftentimes we just discard them. There might be some rotting outside of your garage or behind the barn or inside the shed or somewhere. And what he is saying is that those things are going to ultimately just be burned up because they are common materials and it takes virtually nothing to go after them and to find them. But he has has a priority for us that he wants us to pursue, which isn't the common, it is the unordinary. It is the gold and the silver and the costly jewels or stones. That's what he wants us to pursue in our lives and what he is using them to represent are quality building materials, how we build our lives because what we build our lives with end up taking us to a place where you see what our lives manifest. And he wants them to not just be simple and common and ordinary, but out of the ordinary, including the way that we use our lives, the way that we take the gifts and the abilities and the talents and the materials that God has already given to us and put them into his service. He says, I don't want you to shrink back from going after the things of greatest value. So you need to ask yourself what you are building in your life what you are building in your life because the pool of what you have and are demonstrating is what we benefit from as a church body. It's the pool of what gathers up inside of you that ends up being the overflow of your life through which and by which you can offer anything else to other people and into ministry. Amy Carmichael might be a name that is familiar to some of you. She was a, minister, or a missionary to India, never took a furlough in 53 years of ministry. She said, the work will never go deeper than we have gone ourselves. That's true. You can only minister out of the overflow of your heart. We've said that many, many times. And so it means bringing all to the table when we think about how can we be the best place, the best church going forward to use the building effectively, to use our lives effectively. Paul says you need to go all in. It's interesting to me that when Solomon dedicates the temple, which is the building that he built for God's purposes, he dedicated it with sacrifice. That's what it was all about, a two-week-long sacrifice. 22,000 cattle, 120,000 sheep and goats, fellowship offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, an extra altar because they couldn't consume it all on the altar that they had there. Amazing. When Solomon dedicated the temple, it was with sacrifice. And the dedication of our building requires nothing less than that. Now, I'm guessing that you didn't bring any cattle or sheep or goats to church today with you. And those who maintain the carpet give you a big thank you for not doing so. But, but the dedication of ourselves needs to be just as important and just as significant. When it comes to the building we are dedicating today, some of you have already made a tremendous sacrifice. When we started our way forward in this process, we said that we need to go all in to make this a reality. And many of you stepped up. In fact, almost all of you stepped up. This is how significant it was. 93% of you jumped on board financially to make this building a reality. I need to help you understand just how phenomenal that is. The experts in this realm say that if you can get 65% of a congregation to participate, you're doing well. 75% is phenomenal. 
pathway went 93%. That's this congregation. That's the faith that has been demonstrated by you. That's the way that you've chosen to go all in. And my heart was just stirred when we responded in that way. And it's no, it's no, I don't know, we shouldn't be confused by the fact that we have such a great place that has been provided because of you. Huge response to our all-in initiative. And it's the very thing that put us on the course that gives us the opportunity to open up this building today. Now, All In is two years old at this point. It's just flown by, and there's one year to go in this All In initiative. And I want to thank all of you who've been a part of providing this building that we celebrate today. But we're not done with it yet because there's more. There's still the remodeling that has to happen back through the existing structure. There are still pieces of your car car global partnership and of our clean water wells that we are doing. It just continues on. We've been doing very well, but we want to finish strong. The people of our congregation have been doing a great job of fulfilling the pledges that they have made over the course of the last couple of years. But even the full fulfillment of those pledges doesn't take care of all of the needs that exist. So we're going to continue to press forward. And I want to invite you to be a part of that process. And here's how I want you to be involved. As we get started now with this brand new building, this being week number one, here's the thing that I want you to do. Pray. To pray. It's where we started, and it's what needs to be a part of filling every moment along the way. But as you specifically think about your partnership and your participation in this all-in project, or as we're calling it for this last year, still all-in, I want to invite you to pray and ask the Lord what it is that He would have you to do. This is where we started two years ago. We prayed and asked God, and we responded as God called us It's 93% of our people. And you might pray and you might say to God, Lord, am I where it is that you would have me to be? Is our family where you'd have us to be in terms of the way that we're responding to this call? And the Lord might say to you through that time of prayer, yes, you're exactly where it is you're supposed to be. You've been faithfully fulfilling on that pledge that I called you to a couple of years ago and keep on going. To that, I would say, fantastic. Good for you. Keep up the good work. But there are other groups of people who are here also. And I know that's true because I've talked to people in each of these different groups. And so one of those groups would be some of you weren't here even a year ago when we renewed All In. And it's like, well, I haven't been able to jump on board with this, and this is really your first opportunity. And some of you, I believe, are going to do that, just like some jumped in at one year who weren't with us at the original point of origin. Another group of people are ones who have already made pledges and have been faithfully fulfilling those, but the Lord is calling you to something else, to something more, and you want to jump on board again in a new way. Others of you might be people who have been here from the start, but for whatever reason, the Lord just didn't seem to stir you in your heart to move and to participate. But now that we're at this major milestone, now that faith has become sight, it might be the moment when you're saying, okay, now it's time for me to engage. But what I want you to do first and foremost is to pray and do what the Lord tells you to do. I don't want you to give because Pastor Jeff coerced you to give. In fact, if that's the only reason that you would choose to give, don't give. It's only what the Lord calls you to do. And if the Lord calls you, then you can't not participate. 
That's where we've been from the start. That's where we're going forward. Now, next week, we're going to have a time of making those commitments. And you should have received, when you walked in, this brochure. It's in that envelope. Maybe you took it out. Maybe you looked at it. You can now if you want. You don't need to. But inside of this brochure, it explains a bit more about what we're doing with Still All In, what the project has been about from the start, the different components to it, where we are, how things are coming along, a timeline, all of those things. And you can read that at your leisure just to remind you or to become informed um, from the start. And then also inside there, there is this commitment card. And this is what you would turn in next week, or it has the mailing address right on there. You can send it in. You could turn it in this week if you feel so inclined. But on the back side, you can see that there are two boxes. Just very quickly, here's what those are. The top box is if you've never contributed anything in terms of a pledge or a gift to All In or Still All In, and you want to do so, you would put that number there in that box and you'll turn it in. The bottom box is for those of you who already have been a part, you've already made a pledge, you maybe you've already been fulfilling that pledge, but you're gonna change the total number. That's for your new total number, okay? Over the course of all the three years of this, but we finish it up in this year that is to come. So brand new on the top, uh, a change to what you've already committed on the bottom box. If you've made a commitment in the past and the Lord is just saying hang in right where you are then you don't need to turn in one of those cards at all all right whatever you choose to do for still all in what you need to do first and foremost is ask yourself what sort of materials you are building with in your life that's because pathway is being led and guided and impacted by what you've been filled with and here's the thing we need all of pathway getting filled up to the brim with quality materials and flowing over if pathway collectively is going to be all that God is calling us to be. Can you just imagine what it would be like if everybody who is a part of the pathway family was filling themselves up with costly jewels, gold and silver and costly gems and materials and that we were being filled to overflowing and then we were pouring that out into ministry for the places and the things that are around us for the new building and the children and far beyond that could you imagine the impact that we would have in this church and in this community it would be phenomenal it would be overwhelming and i believe that that's where god wants to take us and the only reason we won't get there is because as individuals we're choosing not to step up and fill ourselves up to overflowing and then allow the surplus to be used in ministry. There's some building blocks that Paul calls us to. The first is to focus on the foundation, then to choose quality materials. And the last of those is this, to build for future benefit. Back in verse 13, it tells us about the quality of our building materials and that those are going to be tested by fire well the outcome of that test comes in verse 14 and 15 take a look at it it says if what has been built survives the builder will receive a reward if it is burned up the builder will suffer loss but yet will be saved even though only as one escaping through the flames paul is painting a picture here of the day when the things that we do are going to be evaluated there is a day when God is going to say, what did you fill your life up with? What sort of materials were you using? What is it that you went after? How is it that you contributed and made a, an impact in ministry? That day is coming. He says, if you've built with quality materials, you'll receive your reward. But if you not, have not, you'll still make it to heaven. Why? Because salvation is based on faith, not on works. But it'll be as one just barely escaping through the flames. By the skin of your teeth, 
he says. And what happens for one who escapes through flames? Well, there's going to be a smell of smoke on them. There are going to be just a, a haste in getting out and away from the flames so much so that everything else is left behind. And that's the picture he is leaving us here as we are just barely escaping through the flames as, as our lives have only been constructed of wood and hay and straw. Those things are going to be burned up and consumed. They're not going to last. They're not going to persist into heaven. But if we're using materials of gold and silver and costly jewels, then those things are going to last into eternity and they are going to win us a reward as it were. Well, how does that work? Well, it's as you build into the lives of other people. It's in, as you invest in the things that last into eternity that you are going to experience those sorts of things. And so that's about ministering to other people and bringing encouragement into their lives and challenge into their lives. It's about sharing the gospel message with other people and helping them to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about teaching toddlers and, and second graders about the love of Jesus Christ and helping them to grow up in their faith. It is all of these things. And they last on into eternity. And Paul says, those are the things that you ought to be filling your life with. Paul says, that's the future I want for you. Verse 16, it goes on. It says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? It gives us a responsibility. And that God's Spirit dwells in your midst that you have a responsibility to follow through on the things that he has given to us. Now, unfortunately, this is one place where our English lets us down, this verse, because you can't tell whether or not these pronouns are singular or plural. That's the problem with the word you, right? You don't know if it's singular or plural because we use the same word in the same way. You know what would help us here? Pittsburghese. <laughs> that's, that's what would really help us with this verse because then we'd know. This is how we'd read it. Don't yins know? Yeah, exactly. Don't yins know that yins yourself are God's temple and God's spirit lives in yins and at? I mean, that, 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 now you know, right? There's no mistaking in your mind that this is plural that he is talking about, which makes it clear that he's not just talking about individual people here. He's talking about us collectively as a church. Later on in chapter 6, He's going to talk about the temple of the Spirit is referring to an individual, but here it's talking about us corporately, which is really awesome. And the reason that is significant is because it serves as a warning to us that we must also do everything, also do everything in our power to make the church thrive collectively. We have that responsibility toward one another and toward corporately what it is we're trying to do and fulfilling the vision that God has given to us. That means that you have a role Just like I have a role. Just like the one who teaches the toddlers has a role. And everyone else on down the line. And if we will do our part, we're going to see God pour out his blessing in this church and in the community in ways that we have never experienced before. I believe that. And we've seen God pour out his blessing in some awesome and amazing ways in the past. But I think that we can be in store for something brand new something over the top, immeasurably beyond all that we ask or imagine because that's the realm where God works. And I believe that we have been set up in a place as we together have been going all in with ourselves, with our hearts, with our resources that God is preparing us for the opening of this building that is going to be used mightily of Him and that there's every reason to believe that we can experience great, great things but only as together we choose to go forward. As I've told you before, 
This building started with a prayer. A prayer. Our elders got on their knees and they asked the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want to do in us? Where is it you want to take us in these days that are to come, in this season that's ahead? And it became very clear that what the Lord was calling us to is a structure that is standing where the children are being ministered to this morning. And we've continued to pray along the way that we would know God's mind as we've gone forward. We've continued to pray and ask that the future that we experience would be His future for us and not just our future for ourselves. And so as we dedicate this building, we do so toward the end of glorifying God's name and making His purposes preeminent in this place and among these people. The building that we have been blessed with today reveals the way that we have been building. Again, your life works the same way. The life you've been living reveals the way you've been building. And if there is room for growth or for focusing in on choosing better quality materials to incorporate in your life, let me ask you this. How awesome would it be that on this day when we dedicate that structure that you would also make a corresponding dedication of your life saying, God, I've been messing around for too long. A corresponding dedication of your life that lines yourself up on this day just as we dedicate that space, you dedicate yourself. I think that would be phenomenal. See, for far too many of us, we've been just kind of doing our thing. We're kind of a little bit in with God, but we're not completely in with God. We're not all in. And we know we're going to need to do that at some point, but we're just kind of not serious enough just yet. Could it be that this is the moment that God is seeking to open up your mind and open up your heart to choosing better quality materials? You've got a bit of a foundation on Christ, but you're just not building it up from that foundation in the way that you know that he really wants to. Why not make this the day when you say from now on it's no longer wood and hay and straw, it's gold and silver and costly jewels that I'm going after to create the future that God has in store for me. Because as we do that, my friends, this church is going to thrive. It is going to take off in ministry. Our community is going to be impacted greatly because we've been building like it matters. Are we together on this? I pray so. Let's pray to God. Heavenly Father, you have blessed us in such abundant ways. As a church body, absolutely. We look at the structure and we just know that your hand has been on us. You have touched us. You have blessed us. You have resourced us. And we're thankful. For us individually, we are also blessed. And we realize that there are many things that you have poured out in our laps, things that are giving us the opportunity to go forward and to thrive. But far too often, we've just sort of laid them to the side, or we've turned what could be gold and silver into wood and hay and straw. Lord, I pray for those today who've been kind of flitting around, going here and there, no serious traction with you on an ongoing basis. 
that in these moments we would make a commitment of ourselves, that we dedicate ourselves as we dedicate the building toward the end of seeing that your glory would be preeminent. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for what you want to do in our hearts. And we would pray that it would all reveal that we're building like it matters. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.